Welcome to On Leading. I am Shauna Steffen talking today with Yola Carlo. Yola is a radiant voice for sustainability in business and a true pioneer of possibility, activating the power of business for positive social and environmental change. Yola Carlo has lived and led an engaged career in service with her work as the Director of Sustainability at Burt's Bees, as the Director of Social Mission at Ben & Jerry's, and now on the team with B-Lab, the not-for-profit championing the Global Benefit Corporation movement to redefine business as a force for good. In this interview, Yola explains how business is the missing link to address the root causes of our greatest social and environmental problems. With inspired clarity, Yola articulates the restorative leadership principle of scaling across shared values as she invites us to consider how the government, not-for-profit, and business sectors can create meaningful collaboration around the world, sparking global celebration and a sustainable future. Thank you, Yola. What compels you to do the work that you do? I am driven to do the work I do because I feel it's a gift of an opportunity. I really spent so much of my life working as a pragmatic choice to pay the bills, to be able to guarantee my security as an elder. But all of a sudden, the work that I'm doing today came to me from the universe and has made incredible sense and has inspired me uh, with optimism. Business has an opportunity to use its power to create positive social and environmental change. And so there is the adventure of working in a field for which there really is no roadmap as yet, uh, but that inspires every day with uh, creativity and um, open-mindedness. Mm. And that is nothing short of inspirational. Mm. What's been a defining moment on your journey making the difference you've been able to make? For me, Shauna, it was arriving as a very conventional uh, advertising worker bee marketing and advertising and understanding that there is potentially a purpose in this tremendously powerful world of business beyond profitability. Uh, and at that time and still, I think Ben & Jerry's was an extraordinary innovator and practitioner of business as a force for good. And it was my epiphany and my defining moment that so excited me and inspired me, um, whether it was at the ground level in terms of benefits to employees within the organization or um, at a broader level in terms of benefits to all stakeholders. And it was so new at the time, or, you know, social responsibility, of course, is a reprieve. We have been there before in our history. But I felt that Ben Cohen and Jerry were without question committed to driving this kind of innovation across the board in all functions. And they were tireless and they were dedicated and um, 
you know, I think nothing inspired them more than to hear someone say it can't be done. And that always drove both of them to say, everybody step back and let's understand why it can't be done and is there a better way. And I am just one who had never thought about that and it took me by storm and it has never left me. Mm. You mentioned optimism. So what have you experienced or witnessed during your work that that gives you hope or optimism? I think we see the um, uh, the the social and environmental problems on this planet, and I I think business has been the missing link. That with all the extraordinary work that nonprofits and governments are doing. It's, it becomes apparent to me that it's not possible to address the root cause without bringing business in. And when you talk about optimism, for me very specifically, I have been looking at the growth of the B Corp movement globally, um, whether it's the reaction of businesses themselves or the media that feels this is important or consumers who, um, you know, are beginning to understand what transparency and accountability is. And if I look, I have a chart that shows the growth rate of this collaboration since 2008, and it's a very powerful upward trend. And when I look at that chart, I feel optimism. I feel that, you know, we have data, we have business cases, we have results, uh, and we have growing need. And it seems that it's beginning to be identified and it's beginning to make sense. And I'm very optimistic about where this is going in terms of all stakeholders involved. Thank you. If you could change one thing in the world with a snap of your fingers right now, what would you change and why? <laughs> when I think about that, I would love to somehow be able to inspire meaningful collaboration around the world, the outcomes of which would spark I was thinking about global celebration. Mm. I I think the Olympics used to do that. There was a time when we looked at the Olympics and we looked at competing interests working supposedly against each other. But the outcome was always a non-contentious, uh, non-adversarial celebration together. Mm. So if I could somehow abolish greed and replace it with collaboration. Mm. That's what I would do at the snap of a finger. I love imagining that. (laughs) Not to mention the celebration. Yes, yes. So what does sustainability mean to you? You know, the, the standard definition always comes to mind for me, and I think it makes so much sense in terms of providing for our own needs without compromising the needs of future generations. And the reason I come back to that is that there seems still to be a sense that living in a sustainable way requires some kind of sacrifice. 
and if I could abolish that, I would. I, I think um, pro- providing for our own needs in a sustainable way simply requires a shift. It doesn't necessarily require sacrifice. Mm. So, you know, changing mindsets. And and I think we wait for crises to change mindsets, and people tend to associate crisis with sacrifice. But you see so much sustainable innovation that is improving life as opposed to requiring cutbacks and sacrifice. I, you know, again, uh, an optimism for a, a mindset change that is simply replacing certain age-old practices with different practices that in many cases are better. Clearly, it's about replacing short-term with long-term thinking. Mm. One of my favorite quotes uh, that I think relates to all of your questions is that great quote about uh, noble is the man who plants a tree in whose shade he will never sit. And sustainability to me is about planting those seeds that uh, and that tree that we'll see and we'll enjoy, and we may not sit in its shade, but we know that we got it started. Mm, thank you. What do you see are the highest levers for the changes that will ensure a sustainable future? I'm thinking about that one. I believe that I am such a proponent of collaboration. Um, I think it's another reason why B Corp was attractive to me, that I've seen certainly in the world of commerce um, in individual businesses working so hard at changing their business. But I think the phenomenal change is now coming with businesses who are collaborating with one another either with like-minded peers and partners or throughout their supply chain. And as much as I feel that competition is healthy, I feel it, it has very little value without collaboration. And I see collaboration on a national or a regional or a global level as being a, um, a lever that is going to drive change. Mm. Mm. You, in terms of really driving that kind of change, you have spearheaded some very bold goals through your sustainability leadership roles both at Ben & Jerry's and Burt's Bees, like a commitment to creating zero waste. Zero waste, which is huge. I'm wondering, what does it really take to get to a zero waste enterprise based on your experience? Oh, yeah, interesting. I, you know, I think that, that the term zero waste is a visionary term, just as, you know, carbon... Uh, carbon-free is a visionary term. I, I think it was important, and I'm speaking very much about the Birds Bees experience, which was a hoot. It was a, important to provide the education of why it's important to eliminate waste and to phase out the process. So, so what Birds accomplished while I was 
there was zero waste to landfill. But the not zero waste overall, that, that's just a huge um, target. But the zero waste to landfill was equally huge. And it just became apparent from the onset and throughout that there was a need for education. One might assume that waste in itself is a negative word, and we all get waste. But I, I think the education about how we create waste and where what is wasteful and where does waste come from was highest priority for the first year. You know, obviously we had to establish the tools and resources and we set up uh, waste separation stations. They had to be convenient because we, we knew that people wouldn't walk from their desks to throw things away, and we pulled all the waste baskets out from everyone's desk, so you had to get up to dispose of things. And at each waste station, we had massive posters um, indicating where to throw things. And for those for whom English was a second language, we had photographs of these items. But for the first year, I would come into my office every day, and on top of my desk would be a pile of individual trash with a little post-it that said, Yola, where am I supposed to throw this? <laughs> so well, well, that was a terrible nuisance, but it indicated that something good was happening. And you also have that story about, didn't you do some kind of a big dump of uh, some kind of a... Yeah, the dumpster day. Yeah. The dumpster day where we had an entire team of people uh, who had been collecting trash the trash, uh, particularly at the manufacturing facility, for two weeks. And uh, we picked a day, we closed all activities, and they dumped all of that in a parking lot. And this was trash that was uh, destined to go to the landfill. And all the employees followed through uh, this course. We took all of that trash and we separated it the way one separates waste and um, into recycling, reuse, composting, and waste to energy and ultimately reduced that pile by 50%. And it was an educational day for all the employees. I think the important thing about the Burt's Bees experience was motivation is important, inspiration is important, but that educational piece is so critical in terms of understanding why waste is a negative factor in terms of our whole environmental picture. Thank you. What is leadership? Yeah, another great question, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm thinking about that, and I am thinking in my life, I've been really fortunate in life um, both professionally and personally, to be in the company of great leaders. And when I am, as I think about what made them great, I think what they all have in common is that they had this um, committed ability to identify the problem to be solved and then be able to inspire others to solve it 
or, or to inspire others to do great things. So often they identified the what and left the how to those who had who were charged uh, with resolving the issue. So, so what they shared is this ability to influence as a, a really passionate motivator and enable their team to stand on their own. The ability to influence and motivate others to be great is what I consider to be a great leader. Mm, fabulous. And what would you say is distinct or unique about the leadership that's needed at this time in our planet's history? I feel that the emphasis today is on transparency and accountability. Um, I think we see it across the board, Shauna. We see it in all sectors, not just in commerce, but we see it in leaders as well. And I think that kind of transparency and accountability, again, for me, comes to the spirit of collaboration. Mm. Uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, whether it's B Corp or whether it is the state of the planet, I believe an accountable, transparent approach to problem-solving is paramount today and in the future. And I'm, I'm thankful. I think uh, that demand for transparency and accountability is another thing. I think, you know, when we talked about what gives me optimism, I feel very optimistic. We're not willing to compromise transparency and accountability anymore. Mm, thank you. What has your journey taught you Yola, that you'd like those working for global sustainability and collective well-being to benefit from? Thank you for that question. What I have learned, Shauna, is partly on a personal level because of my age, and I am grateful to the maturing process. <laughs> so, so it was really clear to me that what I have learned, whether it's through work or through you know, this May, I'm going to be 70 years old, so what has become apparent to me, I, I am learning finally for the first time in my life how to commit to balancing action-driven urgency with, you know, just the right amount of tolerance and patience in any given situation. And, and I thought about it, and I thought, I've always been urgent, and I'd like to hang on to that. But these days, I'm learning patience as well. What I'm trying to learn is how do you combine that urgency with understanding and compassionate patience, allowing that there is a process, but still being firm enough to understand when something is not only important but urgent. And I think all of us who are aging understand patience better than we ever did before. Not only the process, but the value of patience. Mm. What would you have all people understand at this time in our planet's history? Wow. Hmm. That's such a wonderful life question. Mm. I, I, I think what looms for me is 
I'd have us all understand that we don't actually own this earth. We are travelers on this earth. And to value the, the gift of the earth beneath us without feeling that we own it or have rights over it seems to me would go a very long way in addressing how we live together on this planet. Thank you. Yola, is there anything else you'd like to say? You know, for me, the only other thing, and this falls into more practical thinking, they, the inspiring a sustainable future for me is such an adventure because the whole thing is an aha moment. And I say it's an adventure because the roadmap has not been written. And that, to me, is an invitation. Aside from what's called saving our planet, I think there's an invitation for the adventure of this. The The ideas about sustainability can come from any corner, from any person, from any organization. And I believe it's it just... It's very exciting to be writing the roadmap for a sustainable world. So I, I'm driven, I think, by the intrigue of, I think, that anyone who is engaged in this area gets to be optimistic about what we haven't figured out yet uh, and, and offer it as a, a road to solution. Mm. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining On Leading, where we have been talking with Yola Carlo about activating business potential for positive social and environmental change. I am Shauna Steffen, exploring restorative leadership in action. To learn and hear more, please subscribe to On Leading on iTunes and go to restorative-leadership.org. To support the Benefit Corporation movement, please go to bcorporation.net.